Oh, it appears there's a little bit of a love disturbance in the Matrix today. Oh, greetings. Yeah, the visual effect. I've got it. It's fully on. I've got the the love effect. It's lovey Monday. Lovey Monday motivation. Greetings to all who attend and participate. Uh, <clears throat> it's good to see you. It's me. It's me, Jake. It's me. Oh, here's, oh there's some pictures on my a Facebook page of gigs that I did uh, in the past. Isn't that, isn't that exciting, the idea of doing gigs? So I'm feeling the love. I'm sharing the love. I'm feeling the love. And uh, I'm participating uh, in the future that we're all creating together here on The Daily Briefing. Jen's here. Hello, Jen. Joan, greetings. Uh, hello, Bob. Hello from Kayak. You're on the Kayak. Unbelievable. Bob, happy Monday. Marvel, marvelous Monday. Motivational Monday, Brad. Yes, to you too. And um, Rachel, greetings to you. Uh, and good afternoons, Gary. Hello. Um, it's like footage from Mars, I know, but with hearts. I haven't been able to fly the helicopter here in the daily briefing room, uh, but there, I, guess there, I guess we're flying a remote drone helicopter around Mars right now. That's exciting. I guess if that's a thing that's exciting to you, it's exciting to be able to fly a remote uh, helicopter around Mars. Keith, greetings um, from Florida. Uh, and Robinson, hello. Hello. So we're onto it. We're onto it. We're into it. It's another week. I've been to jiu-jitsu today. I went to the noon class. Very nice. <laughs> you know, uh, it's uh, in jiu-jitsu, they say you either win or you learn. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of learning uh, lately. Flavia, greetings to you. Um, so yeah, it's a nice <clears throat> nice day here in California. We had a super hot one yesterday. The ocean's almost too warm to go for a cold dip right now. It's over 60 degrees. Um, when did I start jujitsu again, Jen? Jen, have you been absent of it? Uh, two, two Mondays ago is when I started. So I've got two weeks that I've done, and this is the beginning of my third week. Not everyone is back, but slowly uh, people are trickling in. I would say the classes are about uh, 20% of the size that they that they were pre-pandemic. So as people are getting vaccinated, more people are coming back. Um, you were watching some jujitsu videos on YouTube. <laughs> Yikes, it looks rough. Uh, yeah, it's pretty intimate, Flavia. Yeah, it, it, and it can be rough, but people are sort of gentle ish with you. Um, but yeah, you can, you can get, uh, thumped, you can get knocked over a bit, but, but mostly it's, they call it the gentle art. It's, you know, it's, I'm not getting too bruised up or banged up. Although there are some surprising, <laughs> there's moments where you think one thing's going to happen and then something else happens. Um, so, uh, Jen, you were absent a lot recently. Well, you know, Attendance is not as far from mandatory. It's completely optional. And I do get that sometimes you're busy and sometimes you're not up for it because of the uh, the pains. He wasn't sure the helicopter would accept the EULA for the update they pushed to it. <laughs> Nerd joke, Dave, I'll say. Man, I can't even, I can't even get that joke. But uh, I am happy that they pushed the update 
uh, the EULA for the update to the helicopter, and we were able to fly it around. Uh, Laura, hello. You're in Atlanta. You're ready for motivation. Well, let's. So today, I had a couple of things that I was going to talk about, and then I got up this morning, as I often do, and turn on the Instagram. And uh, often, Instagram is just uh, jujitsu for me. Uh, or as I've mentioned, uh, muscular ladies doing feats of strength. For some reason, Instagram thinks I want to see that. And they're sort of right, but I, I've never, I'm not liking those things or harding them or whatever you do, but uh, they keep showing them to me. Um, so what, what had I written down here? Um, civilized behavior depends on empathy. And I think we're all looking for empathy to see oneself in others. So I was going to talk about empathy and civilized behavior and how we have to be empathetic towards uh, the people who are uh, bothering us. Oh, the EULA is the end user license agreement. Hmm. Interesting. The comment field here is nice and purple. Is it just you? I don't know. Um, <laughs> rich attendance is like pants. It's optional. Exactly. Um, yeah, we can never have too much empathy. I think empathy is something that we're all striving for. Although, uh, man, it, it's not, it's not easy to be empathetic sometimes, especially in our current political climate, but, uh, we're trying, but, uh, so I was going to talk about empathy, which I, I which I think is a worthy topic and, uh, and civilized behavior depends on empathy. I thought was a great, uh, facty type statements because we all we we may not want to be empathetic towards people who we think are stupid or dangerous or angry uh but civilized behavior depends on us doing that so i was going to do that and then i went on instagram and um i saw this uh quote by this uh bowler professional bowler now i'm not a big fan of professional bowling in the sense that uh, I remember watching it when I was a kid and there were only three channels and the only sports that was on was bowling or it was some other something I would tell evangelism or something so I wasn't interested in that so I'll definitely take professional bowling over televangelism that's where I'm at <laughs> as much as I do like to read from the children's bible um but evangelism is is great when you're doing it it's not so much fun when someone else is doing it um so uh so professional bowler uh, Pete Weber, um, who has had a long, and I did remember his name from years ago, and his father was also a uh, professional bowler. <laughs> it runs in the runs in the family, rolls in the family. So Pete Weber, uh, and it was this thing, this quote, and a thing that he said, and he actually misspoke. Um, he misspoke, but uh, he he was in this tournament, and he was scheduled to, uh, this is when he was going to win his fifth, um, major. He only had three channels. Yeah. When you were a kid, you had at least five or six, although only two ran shows of interest to kids. Yeah. Flavia. Well, we might've had five or six. I, I kind of remember three. And then sometimes you could get a weird local UHF channel and then, um, and then it expanded. But anyway, Fun fact, Jen's dad bowled a few 300s. Well, then I'm sure your dad has heard of Pete Weber because I think uh, if, you're, uh, if you're that good of a bowler, Jen, you also follow professional bowling. <laughs> it's like jiu-jitsu. If you're doing jiu-jitsu, you know who the stars of jiu-jitsu are. Um, 
So Pete Weber, he was on track to, this would have been his fifth win of this particular tournament, or it's like in tennis grand slam. It was a big deal that he was going to win this and, and for the length of his career and, uh, not that many people had done it. And, uh, and he's being heckled the whole time. And, uh, unlike golf, I guess people heckle you in a bowling alley. And uh, that's uh, shocking, isn't it? That you think of bowling alleys as a uh, almost church-like event, televangelism uh, environment where people are civilized. But people were heckling during the bowling. And, you know, you do drink some beer when you go golfing, but uh, you never get any heckling on the golf course. But Pete Weber is being heckled this whole this whole tournament by somebody and he, and, and he says it gets under his skin and he finally rolls his last ball of his last frame to seal the deal and win the win the tournament the fifth major whatever it is gets a strike and he's so pumped he's like I did it yes and uh, and he turns to the heckler and what he what he says that he what he says now that he meant to say was, uh, I don't know who you think you are, but I'm the guy who's here. I'm the man of the hour, and I'm the person who just won this thing. But he doesn't say that. He just says, who do you think you are? I am! <laughs> and it it was such an awesome accidental thing to say. Who do you think you are? I am! That uh, I thought, it's kind of like that Skeletor uh, line, uh, my power is beyond your understanding. Um, Dick Weber, I guess, is his dad, Robinson. I think you're, I think that's that's actually uh, the case. Dave, your wife's birthday is tomorrow. Would I mind giving her a birthday video? Dave, you're nothing if not persistent on that. Um, who do you think you are? I am! And uh, I just thought that was such a great thing to say. And when somebody's being a pain in your ass, it's a thing that you can say to somebody who's completely being a jerk. And it's... <laughs> I think it's going to make you feel better and it's possibly going to disarm them because it's such a, uh, someone described it as a Zen cone, you know, which are these statements that you can't quite figure out, but they sort of make sense on some deeper level. <laughs> That's my understanding of what a Zen cone is. Um, and I just thought I wanted to share that today because I think it's a great thing. It's a great mantra to say to yourself when someone is giving you a hard time. Uh, because it also lightens you up. I feel, at least that's the effect that that statement has on me. Who do you think you are? I am. Um, it, it, it's because it's kind of ham-handed and funny. You could say it right directly to the person who's giving you a hard time. And hopefully it's going to... Oh, now I'm getting text alerts that my vaccine is ready. They don't know that I'm already vaccinated. I don't know how to do that to make them already know that. Um, I don't know who they think they are. I am. Um <laughs> So I am really looking forward to the moment where I can yell that at someone because I think it's both going to make me feel better getting out my feelings and also hopefully make them laugh and and disarm a, a little bit. Although I, I haven't tried this in the real world to see how it works, but uh, it just, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, man, I got to get that on a T-shirt. My power is beyond your understanding. Yeah, Flavio, I used to say that when that was a thing that you could say at the bank. My It's a good thing to say when somebody's hassling you. Just go, my power is beyond your understanding. That's a good one. That's what, And that's from, uh, that's from our friend Skeletor. Um, <laughs> but back to Pete Weber. Pete Weber and Skeletor 
would make a great uh, a great motivational team. I mean, I would I would attend that seminar over the weekend. Maybe a Jake Fest. We we can have Pete Weber and Skeletor up here. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am the next T-shirt. Well, Gary, I would go for that. Um, L Robinson, nice. You got the uh, you got the the video in there. Yeah, you could search. So once I saw it uh, quoted on uh, uh, Instagram by a, a sportscaster, then I went to got to the Google doc, Dr. Google, and I Googled it. And yes, so there's the video for you. Um, who do you think you are? I am. And the ways, who do you think you are? I am. I, it's, it's assertive. And, uh, and also just beautifully nonsensical. And I have to say that when I'm going for assertive, there is a part of me that likes to feel... Uh, I want to both be both humble and assertive. That's my goal. That's what, that's that's the target that I'm trying to hit. It's a tricky one, um, and uh, and this particular saying nails it for me. Who do you think you are? I am, man. Now I've said it a bunch of times, man. The audio of this show is not going to be as much fun as the video. I think maybe or who knows. Uh, Rich, you're saying you have a shirt that says my degree of sarcasm depends on your degree of stupidity. <laughs> Well, that is the thing about star- sarcasm, isn't it? Mm. There's a fine line between sarcasm and uh, just saying some shit to a dude. Uh, and that's that's something to remember when you're being uh, interviewed for print. Uh, when you say something sarcastic to a journalist who's going to then just type it into the story... It can make you sound like you actually believe that and that it's not sarcasm and you're a jerk. So you got to be, you got to be careful of that. Rachel, you're saying you love that malapropism. Uh, your best one is you were in a store and you needed some help and you meant to ask a dude, do you work here? But what came out was, are you a guy? And he laughed and said, after all of these years, uh, I thought, uh, I thought you really, I thought you really had that going. Yeah. Are you a guy? Are you a guy? Oh, I was at the, uh, coffee place the other day we you know we take these sunday bike rides and we usually stop what well, we always you take the bike ride stop for coffee ride back ish sometimes it's a halfway point so we're at the coffee place and i had or someone else had ordered a decaf um latte or something and then i was having a full calf americano and <laughs> so he goes this is the non-decaf americano I was like, yeah, thank you. That's what I wanted, the non-decaf Americano. So I think non-decaf, if you're looking for jokes for baristas, I think to order a non-decaf cappuccino, double non-decaf, non-fat cappuccino. (laughs) Double non-decaf. So non-decaf, that's a pretty good one. Uh, Bob, you have a t-shirt that says, Jesus, love you, everyone else thinks you're an asshole. Yes, I've seen that t-shirt, and I'm a fan of that t-shirt. In, in a way, although uh, although maybe I'm, I'm trying not to wear clothing that calls other people names, uh, but uh, then again, that's just me. <laughs> and also, I, I, I do like the idea that uh, Jesus is the only person who loves you. Mm. But, uh, God, I'm reading this... Uh, book by a biography of Mike Nichols right now. And there's one of the funny things in it is where they're casting the, uh, he directed the graduate, which is a movie with Dustin Hoffman that sort of launched his career. And and it's about a young man who's seduced by, uh, basically what turns out to be spoiler alert, 
his girlfriend's mother. And uh, anyway, uh, Robert, in the book, The Graduate, um, I guess they're all wasps. They're all young and waspy. And so Mike Nichols, the director, he's he has worked with Robert Redford before. And Robert Redford really wants to play this part of, of that the Dustin Hoffman ended up getting. And uh, <laughs> Robert Redford's trying to trying to let or does or pff, Mike Nichols is trying to let Robert Redford down easy, and kind of explain to him why, you know, what they're looking for in this role is not really what Robert Redford is. And he says, you know, this has got to be somebody who has difficulty with women, you know, and he's who really understands what it's like to have that. And and he says, like, for example, he's talking to Robert Redford, he said, for example, you, Robert Redford, like, what do you do in a situation where your attempts to seduce a woman don't work out? And Robert Redford goes, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, he is not the man. Uh, who, does, who does he think he is? I am. Oh, man. What do you mean? What do you mean? What? Hey, what, what do you do when your attempts to seduce a woman don't work out? What? What, what? what do you mean? Um, never happened. It has never happened. Um, loved it. Love made me like made me like Robert Redford more. Maybe uh, made me love Mike Nichols. Uh, it was all good. Uh, you like a double non-decaf? Yeah, Carol, you're right. Double non-decaf. Three different shirts that say good vibes makes you feel positive. I like a shirt that says good vibes, Jen. I think that's a good one. T-shirt from Rob Zombie's movie, The Devil Rejects. Devil's Rejects, Jesus Loves You, But I Don't. Ooh. Jen, I believe that you love Rob Zombie. So, Flavia, your big news from the weekend is you bought a car. Congratulations. Um, was work the, worth the two weeks of stress? Well, well, that's what kind of car. And uh, photos in the group chat. I think we need to see that. Unless, unless you feel like you don't want to divulge that to us for privacy reasons, which I totally understand, although I've shared pictures of my vehicle. Um, who do you think you are? I am. Um, <laughs> I'm loving it. People are trying to call me during the show. It's got to be scams. Um, oh, you already shared it. Congratulations uh, to me for not checking the group chat sooner. Sorry about that. Um, you also love Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow and Rob Zombie. That's a good, uh, that's a weird double bill. I don't know. I, I, th I think actually it would uh, it would sell some tickets, but it'd be a tough night, I think, for uh, Barry Manilow. Um, <laughs> uh, Dave, you're already heading back downstream and about to hit some rapids. Good night. Yes, good night to you. Good night and good luck. Um, we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, Ozzy and the Bee Gees. Yeah, that's a good show. I, I think that would be a good show. Um, Joan, you would go to that concert? Yeah, I would go to that concert. And at this point, I got to believe that Rob Zombie's fans might turn out to be old enough that they would sort of appreciate the irony. And let me tell you something. If you, and I'm, I've shared this before on the show because I opened for Barry Manilow for a while, but if you've never seen Barry Manilow live, that guy brings it. You, you cannot be a fan of his and still go, holy crap, that was a fun show. He is, he's awesome. <laughs> Rob Zombie and Gordon Lightfoot. Dave, I appreciate that you're typing that in right from the Rapids. I opened for Barry Manilow? Yeah, I opened for Barry Manilow. Where's the, uh, I used to have the, the backstage pass up on the wall here. So <laughs> I'll find it, Jen. Um, yeah, I opened up for Barry Manilow. I think it's right over, oh my goodness. Oh, my little mementos. 
Anyway, yeah, I opened for, uh, for Barry Manilow. He's terrific in concert, as you say. Bob, really terrific. Oh, another thing I was going to talk about today. Do we have Do we have time? Do we have time? Is it time? Um, was this article that I saw? I mean, I know that uh, I know that I'm trying to figure out um, what the future holds in terms of um, earning money, and uh, I don't know if you've thought about this, but I thought about you. Uh, this uh, This article in the New York Times about uh, you will pay to be humiliated. Um, and it's about the, it's an article, this, this specific woman is one example, but it's about this idea of, uh, financial domination where clients send tributes to their cash masters. <laughs> you get to be a financial dominatrix where you just tell them, Hey, send me some money. And you, sometimes you dress up in these, uh, these kind of outfits, but, uh, I think you can also do it in some kind of a snuggly or whatever that, uh, uh, home shopping network thing is uh, just smoke cigarettes and tell them, look, send me some money. All right, pay pigs. I want to take a vacation. I'm going to Walmart and I'm going to get a new dish trainer. <laughs> Which one of you dummies is going to pay for it? But I had never heard, uh, I'd heard of dominatrix before and, uh, and people, you know, freaky hedge fund guys who pay to crap in a diaper and have somebody change it. But this financial domination to me this this is something that I could totally be up for. Um, uh, that you that you that you just get these you get these people who want to be financially dominated. You go send me fifty dollars. There's a story. There's a, an anecdote in the story. Story. There's another story. There's a story within the story, um, which I'm going to call an anecdote about how uh, she has one client. And they get on a they get on a Zoom call, and he sends her fifty bucks right away. And then she says, "No, more." And then a hundred. And within five minutes, she's extracted a thousand dollars from him, which is their agreed upon limit. She slams the laptop home. That's it. And then she posts on Instagram, "How about this loser just sent me this money, the amount, the, her cash app or whatever." Um, <laughs> it, it was. Uh, uh, I, I mean, the funny thing is, is obviously, if you're getting paid, you're not really dominating the other person, but you're creating this illusion that you're dominating them. You know, uh, it's a little bit of a twisted relationship. But the idea that now, now, I wouldn't say now I've heard everything, but now I've heard a new thing. You think you're old and you haven't heard enough new things, but who do you think you are? I am. This was a new one on me, uh, that there's a, such a thing as a financial dominatrix and uh, and it turns out after reading this story in the New York Times, it, it's not it sounds like a thing that they just made up or that I just made up to tell you now. But you you can everybody's heard of sugaring, right? Sugar daddies. Um, women get guys to pay for them to. To be their girlfriend, hookerish, but sort of not, I don't know. But this this is not that this is just a money relationship Sometimes you meet the person just at the ATM where they get out the money and then hand it to you. But most of the time, I think they just Venmo it to you. So I'm going to have to get a Venmo if I'm going to be the man version of this. But uh, anyway, I'm just throwing it out there for anybody who's looking for a new career in the pandemic. Rich, you're in the wrong business. We're definitely in the wrong business. Todd, are you supposed to start sending me money? Well, I didn't know how to bring this up. <laughs> I had been uh, not 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 that, but I had been uh, thinking about uh, starting a Patreon to go along with this show. Where if you were paying, there'd be some other Zoom thing or something. I'd been thinking about that just to try and figure out. 
But no, you're not supposed to send me money, Todd, unless you want to. I'm expecting a hat from Jen any day now that she's been knitting. But other than that, uh, and I do get these terrific Seize the Days, which it's almost time from from Rachel and, and other wonderful gifts that people have sent. But uh, no, you, you're, not supposed, you're not supposed to send me money unless, of course, you would like to send me money, in which case I'm going to get a Venmo. Um, <laughs> we went on an underground Chicago tour once, and one of the stops is a private BDSM club, Bob, you're saying. It was eye-opening, to say the least. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, <laughs> Jen, you're sorry you're working on socks first. Quite all right. It's very warm here now, so I don't think I'm going to be able to wear a knit hat for a while into the future. Although it does cool off at night. But, uh, yeah, you, you do your socks. You do you, Jen. <laughs> you do you, Jen. Um, all right, so... Uh, now it is now it is almost time for uh, seize the day. Uh, tomorrow, of course, we got the children's Bible, the letter from Grandma. I've got another uh, prop visual aid to share. Uh, I'm hoping to schedule Christella for Burger Day on Thursday this week because Fridays I got a noon uh, another noon jujitsu class. So I'm hoping to schedule Christella for burgers on Thursday and and an appearance on the show. We'll see how that goes, uh, um, and then. Um, Tomorrow's the Bible, letter from Grandma. But right now, happy Monday, everybody. It's time for Seize the Day. And I know what you're thinking. How come you're not doing more show? Who do you think you are? I am. It's time for Seize the Day, everybody. Seize the Day. My power is beyond your understanding. Jen, you bought the yarn and everything. Awesome. Yeah, non-decaf Seize the Day. That's exactly right, Joan. Um, so let's get in here to seize the day. Oh, today's seize the day is from Diane Sawyer. And the reason uh, that is interesting, and I just turned to this page, Diane Sawyer, is that she was uh, married to, she was, I think Mike Nichols had uh, four, she was his fourth wife or maybe his third, but uh, she was the love of his life, Diane Sawyer, the love of Mike Nichols' wife, and also, as we all know, uh all-star journalist and awesome lady, former beauty queen. Today sees the day from Diane Sawyer. Whatever you want in life, other people are going to want it too. Believe in yourself enough to accept the idea that you have an equal right to it. That's a good one. That's a good one. And that, that, that aligns with a lot of things that I say all the time about... Uh, you have to, you have to, <laughs> wait, you don't have a Venmo? I just sent a hundred dollars to Jake, <laughs> Jake, Jake, 56. Yeah. That, no, that's not my Venmo, Craig. Um, all right. But maybe next, maybe next week, <laughs> save up. So anyway, Diane Sawyer sees the day. I really do like this one because you do have to believe it. You have to believe in yourself first, but you can't do anything until you believe you can do it first. Um, so whatever you want in life, other people are going to want it too. Believe in yourself enough to accept the idea that you have an equal right to it. Man, that's a good one. Thank you, Diane Sawyer. Believe in yourself enough to accept the idea that you have an equal right to it. So believe in yourself enough to accept the, accept the idea. Cause sometimes people, they say they believe themselves, but they're still not ready to accept that idea. Anyway, I enjoyed that one. Today sees the day. Don't give up everybody. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. Uh, we'll all be back tomorrow. Uh, hopefully Dave's made it through the rapids and, uh, 
Hopefully you're all excited about this week. Uh, also this week, Jazz Fest, Virtual Jazz Fest, is happening on WWOZ online on the app uh, starting on Thursday, the 21st. Is that Thursday or is that Wednesday? Hmm. What's today? Uh, Thursday, 21st is Wednesday. So so Virtual Jazz Fest starting this, starting this week. Be there. Be square. See you tomorrow. Love to love you guys. Have a great night. Ah!